0: This is Susanna Rondanen, and welcome back to Building a Modern Employee Brand Podcast. This is episode number 30. So last week, I spoke about how to uh, measure hiring success, but instead of giving you goals and objectives and metrics right then and there, I wanted to take you a step back and talk about why we first must evaluate and understanding what hiring success or actually you know, what failure to succeed in hiring can be about. So when you think about hiring success, you often think about how uh, that the successful hire is about signing a contract with a candidate. And, you know, that is correct, and that is the entire purpose of hiring, to fill a vacancy. We often pretty narrowly think that when the vacancy is filled, the hiring is or was successful. Right. And yes and no, as I explained last week. It is uh, successful because we did fill the vacancy and we did get that contract signed. And if uh, you know, if you're a recruiter or a recruitment consultant, then obviously you succeeded in your part of delivering a candidate that your customer or the hiring manager was able to sign the contract with. But let's say that you're a hiring manager. You got that contract signed, but then a couple of months into the employment, you realize that, well, this person is not really qualified for the job or that their attitude is wrong or the way that they're used to working causes conflicts in the team. And this is just not the best suited person for a team. Would you still say as a hiring manager that this hire was success? Of course, you would not. So it's not that simple. So how do we get there? How do we get there to have that one excellent best candidate to sign up and fill the need? That is the question. And there, objectives, goals, and specific metrics will help us to learn what delivers us success in hiring and what causes our failure to succeed over time and what actions help us to improve our likelihood to succeed, regardless of whether we're looking at it as a recruiter point of view, recruitment consultant point of view, or a hiring manager point of view. So you should always think about your recruitment metrics as kind of like your answer cards to your recruitment process-related struggle questions. And in this week's episode of Building a Modern Employer Brand. I want to talk to you more about about objectives and goals and what to measure in hiring. When we measure something, we should always measure only with the intent to improve or with the intent to maintain a really good position. And measuring should be seen as an ongoing process because it takes time and it takes effort to analyze and take notes of the data, and uh, it takes time to see a trend, a development over the course of time. So if it hasn't got any meaning to us, if we're not going to do anything with that information, there's absolutely no point you know, measuring anything. But at the same time, if you choose the wrong metrics to measure, and you still spend all that time, but it doesn't deliver any value for that time, the business is not being helped by, you know, following uh, metrics that are not meaningful for the business. So you also have to know what are the underlying goals and what are the measurable objectives that you need to use these metrics to understand how you're getting there. So your simple, most important metric for hiring is number of contracts signed. It's not the applications received because that alone does not solve your hiring need. In fact, in recruitment marketing or in employer branding over the course of time, applications received, total number of applications received is a or can be a conversion goal uh, or con- conversion objective for recruitment marketing or recruitment uh, for employer branding, but not for recruiting. The recruiting is done to solve a hiring need and therefore the only valid deliverable there is to have that person to build that vacancy, take that job. And you only need one excellent candidate to fill a vacancy. So, you know, a, a huge number of applications isn't really a sign of being able to hire anything. You could do just with one person. But your number of contracts signed, they don't also tell you if, uh, you know, if you have enough contracts signed. So that's why it's a metric. It's not an objective, And for that number to be significant to you, that metric number, you need to know what was was the objective. So let's say that if you got 20 signatures, 20 signed contracts, but your objective was 100, your hiring uh, was uh, successful only 20% of the time. So overall, your hiring is not successful because it's not meeting your business objectives. Uh, and if, if last year we got 10% success rate, so we signed 10% of the, uh, uh, of, of the you know, of the budgeted new, uh, new contracts, this year it was 50%. It would be really valuable for us to know what caused that change because we only obviously want to know what more we should do to actually score 100% of the time. So this is the role of hiring data for us. It helps us to optimize our hiring success and time spent. But hiring data means nothing without the goals and the objectives. So let's talk about those first. So first of all, it's important to separate goals, objectives, and metrics from each other. And it looks like people very often... Uh, Talk about metrics only. So last week I answered a question about recruitment metrics to choose from on a Facebook group, and the entire question was focused on metrics. But you can't, and the question was like, give me, you know, what could be good recruitment metrics? But you can't give that right answer, you know, to a metric question unless you know what are the underlying goals and objectives that we should measure and i think it would even be wrong to just to give a list of metrics and not talk about goals and objectives because that would that would kind of signal that it's the the focus is on the metrics when it's not so when we talk about goals and objectives we can talk about long term business goals and objectives and short term business goals and uh, or business objectives and hiring objectives and objectives are always measurable So we set measurable objectives to achieve those long-term goals. A goal is like a desired outcome, desired achievement. And the objective tells us what that success looks like when we measure it. So it gives that a number or some kind of a value that we can measure. And then the actual metric gives us indication How are we getting along? How are we getting there towards that successful outcome? Are we in time? Are we ahead of time? Are we running slow? Are we on budget? Did we use all our money halfway there? Do we have anything left? Does it look like we're going to get there? So metrics allow us to maintain control of this journey we make to reach that objective and then the overall goal. And we do need all these three because they are connected to each other. If we only choose metrics, how do we know it's the right metric? We don't. So when people are focused only on metrics, they end up pulling all sorts of data to their report and not making much sense of it at all because metrics without goals and objectives are just random numbers. I'll give you an easy example. So let's imagine you need to be in a city 100 miles from your current location at 3 p.m. today. So that current, uh, that um, uh, target location, that would be your goal. The desired outcome is that you are there, and then the measurable objective is that you are there by 3 p.m. today. And as you sit on this journey in your car, your most important metrics during that journey that you you drive that 100 miles are the time and your speed and uh, also, you know, the the petrol tank meter, (laughs) so you're not going to run out of petrol. So these metrics will inform you whether you are driving fast enough to make it to your destination by your goal of 3 p.m. today. So if you had no goal at 3 p.m. today made no sense, what do you need to do by 3 p.m.? If you had no objective, your metric did not make any sense. Because if you only have this desirable outcome, the goal of being in a city 100 miles from your current location, uh, those metrics, time and, and uh, speed, don't make any sense because you know we didn't really have a plan, or we didn't, we don't have any further information of what does that you know hundred miles uh, away mean to us. What what do we need to what do we do with it? And if you don't have any metrics, you don't know whether you make it in time or you don't. In a recruitment terms, it is never us recruiters who decide the miserable or the the, the de- desirable uh, achievement, the goal for hiring, because those come from the business. So it's mostly going to be the top management or the business division heads, business unit directors who give you the goals for hiring, or it could be the customer. But then recruiters can say whether the objective, the measurable objective is realistic, reasonable, right one for the goal. And uh, recruiters can also say or consult which metrics help you to follow whether you reach those objectives or not. So as an example, a long term business goal is to open a new office in another country to grow all over business revenue. And then a the long-term measurable objective could be to grow the size of that business to 10 million euros by the end of uh, 2025. And then the long-term measurable hiring objective could be, for example, to hire the team of 100 consultants calculated to be required to make that 10 million revenue target. And uh, then the... Long term hiring objective of 100 consultants by the end of 2025 would need to be split into shorter term hiring objectives. Uh, And I said, the objectives are measurable. And when we focus our efforts in in reaching these objectives, then we are likely to deliver the goal linked to it or help deliver the goal linked to it. So if recruiting team will be able to have a team of 100 consultants by the end of 2025, then you've done your part uh, for this business Uh, to ensure that that uh, business uh, revenue goal, 10 million target revenue goal, can be achieved. But there's obviously other parties also involved in uh, making that happen. So you could not be measured solely on that 10 million target revenue goal. Of, Of course not. But you would be measured on delivering the 100 consultants by the end of 2025. So then your hiring objectives uh, should be split into small, like a shorter term objectives, many, many ways. But let's just, you know, make a very simplistic example. Let's say that year one, the goal is to hire 30 new consultants. Year two, the goal is, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the objective why am I saying objective? These are objectives and goals. Uh, year one, the objective, measurable objective is to hire 30 new consultants. Year two, it would be to hire another 30 new consultants and do five replacement hires. So we budget that uh, five people out of the 30 new consultants will have been left by the end of year two. Uh, year three Uh, we want to hire another 30 new consultants and 10 replacements. And then by the end of year four, we want to hire 10 new consultants and we have 20 replacement hires to do. So then we would draft our recruitment strategy and a plan, how we're going to execute these uh, uh, objectives, how we're going to make it happen. And that the recruitment strategy would be about, you know, choosing your uh, media channels, your um, your um, recruitment uh, skills. Are you going to do it in house, or are you going to do it using? Are you gonna outsource it, and 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 uh, things like that? Now, let's assume that this is a new office set, so it would be likely for us to use. Uh, outsource and use recruitment uh, consultants to help us hire the first couple of consultants plus our own local hiring team. Uh, And once we had our own talent acquisition in place uh, and our local recruitment strategy would then be sort of uh, tailored or updated to take more of an in-house angle. And this is very important to understand because our hiring objectives and the metrics used to measure uh, those objectives can be very different when we outsource hiring and when we take care of our own talent acquisition. And also our recruitment strategy and the, the tasks that we are responsible and the tasks that are outsourced take a different course when we use external help so a few examples of metrics to measure hiring success and i think these are valid whether we outsource it or whether we uh do it internally and these would be specific to a like an in, individual recruitment process in the last week's episode i talked about when you are evaluating the overall success of your hiring, like the overall, like the all hiring processes together and how you improve that, how you improve your overall success. So in this case, we have to look at individual recruitment processes to understand which of them are successful and which of them are not and why are they not successful or why do we succeed? So metrics metrics to measure, for example, cost of hire how much did it cost to get a contract signed? very important when we do uh, when we use uh, external consultants uh, but also equally important when we internally hire time to hire how fast was the process uh, because when we learn more about how fast we can deliver, then this helps us to plan ahead. We can say our hiring managers that listen this One week uh, time to prep, start the marketing, and including the deadline of the applications is just totally unrealistic. Uh, We should also measure the overall satisfaction of candidates, you know, how they were treated during a recruitment process, because this impacts our reputation on the new market. And then we should measure the contracts signed, that is, the first level business deliverable. And this would be the recruitment. Uh, uh related success uh if we did this um i would personally continue then with uh, you know onboarding newcomer experiences and evaluating uh the actual onboarding success and if we still have this person that we signed the contract with uh let's say after six months and after 12 months so if I was starting in a new country, I'd be likely to test a few agencies and compare with data which agency gave us most value against cost. And even if the talent acquisition was in-house, I would still, as I said, use the same metrics to understand what a successful hire requires from us. And it's very important when we start fresh, because we want to develop those local recruitment practices. And that's why we need to set goals, objectives, and metrics that help us to maximize the, uh, the, the outcome, the successful outcome. And once I had these basic metrics, cost of hire, time to hire, overall candidate satisfaction, contract signed by the end of year, and the newcomer experiences. Once I have these basic metrics working for me and I was able to understand how much a successful hiring cost a hiring cost to us done in-house or done outsourced, I would start to evaluate what are our strengths and weaknesses in our hiring process. The objective here would be to decrease the cost of hire and increase either the number of contracts signed or the quality of higher, depending on which was our biggest issue. So let's say that uh, uh, our our target is to be able to sign the thirty new contracts a year. And if we only get fifteen, then obviously we are below the target, and we have to evaluate how what's the reason we are below the the, the target number. But if we uh, actually signed. 30 contracts, we were on target. But by, you know, six months into the employment, we'd lost, let's say four of those, we were down to only 26 contracts signed left remaining, which means that we were not successful in our hiring. So we have to follow up from that contracts signed Uh, And remember, I also calculated a bit of employee turnover into our recruitment objectives. So uh, it would also be important to measure that turnover. Are are we keeping with that turnover that we budgeted? If we lose more people than expected, than planned, uh, budgeted, we have a weakness somewhere that we need to fix. Either we attracted lesser quality to the recruitment process, which would be either a recruitment marketing issue or a pre-marketing profiling issue or an employer branding issue. Obviously, even if we're new to the market, lesser quality candidates does not mean automatically an employer branding issue. It's likely to be a profiling issue and a recruitment marketing issue or we signed up less equality, as in we made a mistake in hiring without realizing it, or we made a compromise decision in hiring, then we would know that if we lose more people, you know, this would be the re- reason that uh, we made a compromise or we make mistakes in our decision making. And we need to fix that. Or we fail to onboard a newcomer, which would be an onboarding issue. Uh, and usually the reasons are to do with the uh, lack of uh, you know, feedback, lack of uh, clear goals, lack of tutoring, guiding, and just the lack of like making a person feel welcome and, and help them to succeed, get a successful start. Then an onboarding issue. Or did we overpromise and underdeliver our candidates? which would then be a leadership issue and which would turn into an employee branding issue. Measuring hiring success is really not that simple. But when we understand our business goals and objectives and we understand uh, what goals, objectives and metrics are, then we're able to use these like tools for us to help us figure out our strengths and our weaknesses in our overall hiring, and then the uh, success in individual recruitment processes. And that's why then we're able to use the metrics to help us pinpoint our strengths and our weaknesses in our processes. If we do use external help, we should measure to make sure that we have the best possible partner for us we should test. We should drive you. We should make sure we help them succeed together with us, and then we should, you know, follow up on that data and improve that relationship. And when we do talent acquisition in house, we have to measure the overall success, but then also to split that entire process into parts based on who is responsible for what. To understand our strengths, to understand our weaknesses, and figure out what are the weak links. And most definitely, we should not give objectives and targets to people in the process about things, about elements that they are not 100% in control. And we should measure metrics that tell us how we go about reaching our hiring-related short-term objectives and long-term objectives. And we should have the understanding that whatever we measure, we measure it to improve and to optimize that success, to make it better over time. And that overall hiring success is never down to just one person. Unless it's that one person who makes all the decisions and takes care of all the activities from zero to 100. And it's easier to understand hiring success when we fail. Because that's, that's when we start to, usually at least, We want to find out what went wrong and that's when we start to go back and track these issues and then we realize what makes us successful in hiring is no longer that simple. There are so many variables influencing our hiring success or the lack of it and most of them have to do with our company, our employer image, our reputation, our own expectations, our employer room the location, what we offer, as opposed to what we expect to get, who work for us, uh, who are our leaders, and uh, what is our decision-making uh, on the time of hire, the hiring profile, the budget for marketing the need, and how do we choose to prioritize the process, or how do we treat the candidates during the process. And then some of them have to do with the work of a recruiting company, if we use their help, if we outsource to a recruitment consultancy, and they're obviously, you know, their brand, their appeal, their reputation, their skills, and their existing networks, they influence and impact our hiring success. And they're not equal. Even if you had a really good, solid, uh, strong branded recruitment agency... It just could be that the consultant that you get isn't that skilled, doesn't have those networks, or isn't that good with, uh, you know, delivering great candidate experiences. And then the rest, you know, the influencing factors have to do with other external variables, other external factors, such as the time of the year, the marketplace, who else is hiring the same profile at the same time, the competition, and so on. Goals, objectives, and metrics in hiring are used to help us optimize and maximize the hiring success. Hiring success is never about just the number of contracts that we signed. We should never only focus on metrics because metrics without goals and objectives are just random numbers. But we need to have measurable objectives so that we know what we should then measure And then we should use a consistent way of measuring the outcome because we want to learn about the trends. What looks good now doesn't mean that it's going to look good forever. What looks bad now doesn't mean that it's going to look bad tomorrow. What looks bad in one case doesn't mean that overall, as a company, we fail. So we need to follow the overall and the uh, independent, individual recruitment processes over time, consistently, analyze our actions, and make decisions how we're going to improve, how we're going to fix problems, and how we're going to strengthen what is already strong. Find the show notes article for this episode at modernemployerbrand.com podcast 30. I'll see you again next week on building a modern indoor brand podcast. Bye